An exciting episode we have for you in store. Everyone, welcome to the Untitled Theme Entertainment Design Show Podcast, otherwise known as TETV Podcast. Wow, we had a great show, didn't we, Andy? That's amazing. It is amazing. We have uh, Brian Morrow and Monet Rooney. We have Brian Morrow from BMP Productions, uh, BM Productions, uh, and you know TEA aficionado, and Monet Rooney from Big Break Foundation who all gave us an exciting preview about what's in store for the Thea Summit, TEA Summit, taking place in a few weeks. Uh, very exciting episode. Um, anything to add, Andy, on our, on this episode? No, I think it was really great. I, uh, I'm looking forward to uh, everyone enjoying it as much as we did. Great. Well, make sure you like, subscribe. Uh, our show is sponsored by no one. So now <laughs> so we rely That's on true. The- Sponsored yeah, by us. It's true. <laughs> you can take that out, Eddie, if you want. Uh, <laughs> all right. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> Enjoy the show. Hey, Andy. Hello, everyone out there in TETV land. <laughs> How's it going? It's going good. How are you? How was your weekend? What's the weekend? Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all the days blur now. No, uh, Andy, we're, I'm moving. I uh, closed on the house. It was a nightmare, but it happened. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, so very excited about that. So um, little Max is going to have a, a room, <laughs> a real room, <laughs> which is exciting. And we're literally moving one block over. So um I've been. I spent the weekend kind of shuffling things over there in my car. Just things that it just feels like it's easier just to throw in the in the back of my car, like you know, hangers. If I really want to pack a whole hanger, so it's like, and then you have the boxes, and so it's it's basically our house is like eighty percent over there, except for except for not including furniture. So all the little knickknacks and all that kind of interesting stuff. So that was that was my weekend. Thanks, Jacob. <laughs> message <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> thanks well, we have a yeah. great, we have a, awesome. huh? no jacob he's saying some nice things yeah it's exciting to celebrate um that so super excited about that and obviously i have ideas of you know wanting to do put a water slide in the backyard and all that kind of stuff i don't know how much I like cost, rock work i mean you're gonna you're gonna call scenario cool. and 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 have all the galaxy's edge rock work uh sculptors and painters in your backyard within the next six months i'm sure yeah that's yeah i don't <laughs> i think i thought i did find uh well so i'm looking for inspiration andy so if you have like a nice grotto you like but i definitely do i want to do that it's a little um I, I don't know just like a fun little project to do so you should do yeah. an exact recreation of the playboy mansion grotto <laughs> yeah no i mean that wouldn't be too hard to do i've been i've been in that that jacuzzi before um but i, I would also say i have a friend um uh, his name is Duff, Dustin, and he like created a river country in his backyard. Um, did, did you ever know Dustin Schofield? I forget if you knew him. No, no. Okay, so it's kind of similar friend circles back when I was in LA. So he he created a river country like the same, really like how do I put this in the best way? 
um, you know, like kind of like river hole um, kind of deal. Oh, like a swimming hole. Yeah, like a swimming hole um, and all that. So uh, it was yeah, like river country was, right? So that was really cool. Um, so we're, we have a, gr- a great show today to talk to. Uh, we're going to talk about the, the TEA Summit and the Thea Awards. Um, but first, you know, we want to talk a little bit uh, about uh, the theme park news out there. Uh, so, I mean, starting right off the bat, we have uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, Cosmic Rewind. It's coming. May 27th. They yeah. also announced previews for annual pass holders and DVC members, for those that are, are, that are a part of that. Uh, and uh, very exciting. Very exciting. Yeah, I know some people that have already been on it as well, and uh, it is apparently going to blow your mind. And I'm yeah. very excited to try it myself. I, I've been spoiler. I'm trying to be as spoiler free as possible. So at this point in time, I've muted several words on Twitter, uh, and, and you know, Guardians, Galaxies, Cosmic. So like, I'm just going through my feed, and it's like this tweet includes muted words. It's like, okay, there's a lot of a lot of that going on. But I like to go spoiler free as possible. I went as spoiler free as possible to Rise of the Resistance, and me too. Uh, me yeah. too. I I I couldn't believe how I was able to accomplish as much as I was uh, to remain spoiler free for rise for over a year. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, and I'm so glad I did because like, I didn't know about half the stuff that happened and I was just like, you know, pretty awesome. (laughs) There's Um, there's another screen grab for everybody on the show. (laughs) Oh, oh remember that? Remember that old screen grab that what? we used to yeah. use? I, I, I was actually looking for that. I was actually looking for that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, you know, as you know, uh, we just got a message. Uh, Dr. Cochran, Dr. Isaiah Cochran, will be on the show oh. in just a few minutes. We're gonna we're gonna vamp a little bit for him. As you know, uh, you know, more news. You know, as you know, Shanghai is still locked down. The whole city is locked down. City of twenty five yeah. million people, fully locked down. Yeah. Uh, because of the Chinese government's uh, zero tolerance policy with COVID, which I think is a huge mistake, but whatever. Good luck, China. Uh, so Shanghai Disney is still closed indefinitely. Um, I'm sure for probably another couple of weeks at the very least. But um, yeah, hard to believe. Um, surprised Hong Kong's not locked down, but I guess their numbers are good enough or no numbers are good numbers for them. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of went... I feel like we've been in a good spot because I stopped looking at COVID numbers every week because it looked like the COVID cases were going down. I don't know if they bottomed out and then went back up. Uh, but how are things going in LA? I'm not sure. Um, I'm going to have to look it up. I've stopped looking at numbers too. Well, I mean, everything's mask free now. I mean, I mean, I still, I mean, you don't have to wear your mask anywhere except for, I think, public transportation. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, I still wear my mask in Costco and like, grocery stores and stuff like that because you're all nasty yeah. but um yeah i mean i when i go to the burbank pub shout out burbank pub um you know and other restaurants in the coffee shop next door i don't wear my mask anymore so it's it's actually pretty great yeah well and it seems like you know um haven't heard about it i haven't heard of that's why i'm excited to have isaiah on in a few minutes um which is great so oh yeah and character hugs character <laughs> hugs are back yeah Character hugs are back. Uh, you know, this actually hit quite home for me personally because uh, this was a big weekend for my my sister, their wife, and their daughter, Freya, uh, because they went to Disneyland for the first time. And so there's now footage of 
Mickey Mouse and Pluto walking by Freya and she's in a little Anna outfit and it's adorable. Um, and so they were not able to stop, but their, their cavalcades were going. So maybe we're going to see, you know, the attraction spaces opening up like the frozen area. And, um, and it's going to be interesting to see, see that kind of go back. Are we through the, you know, are we through it? What are we, are we normal? I don't know. It's such an interesting thing. That's, you know, yeah, I mean, uh, I think that, you know, they've waited so long because I think this is one of those things where it's like you can't put that genie back in the bottle once you open up character meet and greets again. I think you can't you can't just be like, oh, we're closing it again. Sorry, you know. Yeah. Oh, it looks like Jacob has a comment coming in. Regardless of the numbers I hear from a family every week that has their in their household. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about, how about you, Andy? Are you hearing about anybody out there nowadays? Um, no, I mean, uh, myself and a bunch of people I know had it earlier in the year, like in early January. Uh, I don't know. Everybody has had it now. Um, you know, has it now. And in half the time people are just like, Oh, I think I just have a cold and they might have COVID. And it's like, it's, it is, we are in the endemic, you know, where, you know, people are just going like, well, I'm sick. And whether it's COVID or not, who really cares? Yeah. But, uh, you know, in other news, uh, yeah. as you, as we discussed earlier, the hope to do musical oh, review that was is back how excited are you about that oh you you know i, I there was a massive tweet that or not tweet but uh, uh, a group chat that went out i'd love to be there at the first show i'd love to be oh, there would you? well i would love to we well, actually okay. i mean i understand that i i want to be at the first phantasmic so yeah i mean no i don't know how feasible it is with a one month year old at that point in time but <laughs> probably not uh but just very excited to see that come back that was kind of lur- lurking in the dark and i think there's a there's a few other, you know, we haven't heard about Little Mermaid um, Voyage without experience. Puppet show, um, extraordinaire. There was obviously, it's, you know, not just a puppet show. Uh, and then, um, you know, Spirit of Aloha went away. I think that we knew that last time. It's not coming back. Um, so, yeah, things are kind of returning to the point where, hey, you know, I, why do you need a park pass? Why don't you just operate your attractions at full, you know, capacity like they've been doing for 50 years, you know? Yeah. Uh, I have very strong feelings about that. Um, but, you know, Andy, why don't we talk a little about – we can have uh, Isaiah when he makes it. We can just kind of do a commercial break with him, uh, health, a health break. But why don't we talk a little bit about our experience with the TEA, TEA Summit, and the Theo Awards and all that good stuff. Oh, back in the day? Yeah. You know, um, I first got involved with the Themed Entertainment Awards in 2002 – I think it was um, the infamous Thea Awards where we lampooned Disney's California Adventure live on stage. Me and Dave Cobb and some others doing um, musical numbers about how terrible DCA was <laughs> in front of all the Disney brass, uh, you know, and, uh, and it was uh, it's unbelievable that any of us still have any careers uh, so to speak, after after that, and Disney nearly, very nearly, um, pulled out of the TEA after oh, that. Man. It was incredible. They they all left. The they didn't go to the after party. Everybody just left. It was wow. it was kind of amazing, and um, I'm so glad that no that no video of it has surfaced. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and then so after that, the next the uh, awards that I worked on was in 2011, uh, where you and I met. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of picks up where, where I was. I, uh, 
I had um, graduated in the year 2009 um, and was just really applying to all sorts of positions and jobs and things like that and hadn't even heard of the TEA um, mm-hmm. until the, a company had reached out to me that was uh, uh, Lenny Larson's company um, at the time. Next Generation, you know, and had a like a nice discussion with him and he said, oh, you know, we don't have a paying project right now, but we have a TEA project. And I'm like, what's a TEA? And he's like, oh, you go here, you do there. Um, and I was brought in as a creative coordinator for him and did all sorts of uh, great stuff with the team. And it was amazing just working alongside, um, you know, actually David Ion was a part of that. Carlos Miranda was a part of that. Uh, and just faces that I see throughout my career still was at that first time. So um, getting involved with the TEA is a great thing you can do just in general to help and volunteer and i just came off the board um you know and we have brian and mara who are in the green room and you know they, they're very involved in the tea so um that was our first experience and we met each other and look now look at this oh gosh how many so many later, years later 11 well, years later and now we live it and dream it which is so exciting yeah. why the ta is so important um so <laughs> why don't we bring on our special guests monet rooney and brian morrow Hello. Hello. Hey guys, welcome all? to the show. Oh my god, I forgot my pronouns. I can we can fix that. Oh, it's you. okay. <laughs> Some it's of us just like to be a little more inclusive than others. They <laughs> are in their email signature, so I know they're he him. <laughs> they are he him. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm so excited for this this conversation. I can't forget when <laughs> Patrick came back from um, his Thea experience with Nickelodeon and Spongebob and just telling me about it. And that was kind of my first exposure to the Theas. And I was just like, wait, what? There's a whole award show, like the Oscars, the Grammys of themed entertainment. And so just very excited to be talking about it today and being able to be a part of it this year. Which is super exciting because because part of our initiatives this year with TEA and the summit was inclusionary and diversity and accessibility. So who's better than that than Miss Monet? We have we have free from my co-to also joining us, but uh, we're very excited about um, the the differentiating host we have coming up this year. So so for me, I've, I've been around the the TEA um, for I. People forget, like I was a president once back in back in when TEA was like eight members and and like no money, um, way back in the day. And that 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 TEA event that that the team was talking about is the one where the first time I ever did anything with TEA at the Theas was I got roped into uh, presenting the award for what was at the time the uh, Forbidden Journey ride, uh, the first. <laughs> first Harry Potter attractions. And it was this, Lenny had per- developed this whole gigantic production that included me holding an owl. And I got stuck with the owl because at the time I worked for SeaWorld and everybody was like, oh, Brian knows all about birds. He works at SeaWorld. He can hold the owl. This owl was not having me. And it was big <laughs> and it was a heavy ass owl. And it was like, at, and, I, and back in the day they had scripts and I had two and a half pages of script to memorize about the ride and all the stuff. And the owl's just sitting there just squeezing my hand the whole time. Things have changed. Yeah, that was the 2011 Theas where, where Patrick and I met. Where I would, That was my first year as, as yeah. well, second year as music director. Yeah, 
things have changed since then. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> and also, also that was that was uh, the site of the, the one of the most surreal moments of my life was seeing Mickey Mouse in Universal Studios. Yep. Oh wow! <laughs> to have been there for that—that that would have been yeah. incredible. Wow. Yeah, it was incredible. Now that's awesome. Well, I just, just first off, I'm glad Brian. My first experience isn't <laughs> with the owl on my no. arm, um, but I, I'm so excited for this year because of just the not only the different voices in the room, but also our our awardees and those who will be coming and the different experiences that represent this industry. I have been doing research on my own panel, but also just all the different awards. And then I think for this year, for me, it means even more because we were on lockdown, right? We couldn't come together. And then now we have this opportunity to be able to come in person and celebrate the accomplishments, despite everything that has been happening in the last couple of years, and really bringing us together as uh, as a community and as an industry again in person. It, I couldn't be more honored for it to be my first year being a part of it, but also enjoying. Yeah, you're going to like it. So do you want to talk? So just for those that don't know, so the Theas are, it is the Oscars without the slapping of the theme park. And see, I got it in first. I win. I was um, going to say, yeah, who's going to, you know. I got it first. Even though, oh, maybe one day we could do like a little slap thing up on the floor. <laughs> There's so much <laughs> to unpack from that. <laughs> Let's not yeah. go there. But we will do some kind of little stunt. Who knows? There, there will be a stunt. So so for those, so this is a huge event that takes months of planning for the TEA. It is sort of the highlight of the year. These nominees and award winners are all announced in, a, in a November on the IAPA floor, I think on day. Tuesday or Wednesday of IAPA. And then from there until the Thea's, it's really all prep time to get everybody ready for being on stage, recorded, because it's a three-day event. And I'm going to let Monet talk about day one um, a little bit. But then we have like, there's a picture. There we are. That's Is that Disney? Nope. Is that Disneyland? Yeah, that's yeah, Disneyland. That's, that's, that's 2017, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's at the Disneyland Resort, uh, at the Disneyland Hotel, in the Magic Kingdom Ballroom. Um, yeah. And so that it's a lot to untangle, right? And it's really premiere. Everyone, it is black tie. It is everyone dressed to the T. And this big gala where the awards are presented formally to the recipients is really the chance for them to shine um, and get on stage. And it feels very much, they say, they, they have a little speech. There's a little montage that happens about their attraction that won behind them before they get up on, on stage, just like any award show. So it is truly legit, like the... The, the premium award situation for the industry. Um, and it's been around for quite some time, but it's three days. So day one, Monet is gonna talk about, I'll talk about day two and day three is what you just saw, which is the big gala, which happens at night. Everybody spends all day long getting ready, not drinking at all um, nope. for the big nope. gala. And then uh, our, our favorite, it, it's no secret now, but the big, the, the, Years ago, it started being called Theme Park Prom uh, yeah. by the Next Geners. And so it is forever in my heart, Theme Park Prom, uh, which is truly the chance to see everybody in the industry dressed up together, celebrating excellence of design and execution of projects around the globe. Much bigger than it's not a North America thing. It's a global conversation. So um, there's my bit. There's the big summary. For yeah. 
No, thank you, Brian, because so many people haven't, I've, I've asked um, to get varying perspective, uh, perceptions and perspectives of the Theas for my presentation, um, and then also did some research on TEA uh, uh, TV on YouTube, just seeing years past. But I'm super excited, day one of, of the summit brings us all together, uh, talking about the industry, uh, positive things, um, opportunities, um, intersections of the industry, and then for us all to get together and learn from one another. I'm really excited. They just announced um, the roundtable. There's some really good people on there. I saw some synergy. Uh, IAPA will be in attendance. And just, once again, a really robust and global representation of um, to really understand what's going on in this industry. So that's day one. But this year, one of the things that I'm really excited and personally passionate about um, is the Catalyst Award. Um, and talking with Free and so many different members, and Brian and, and so many different members who champion for the Catalyst Award, unlike the Lifetime Achievement Award, um, where you have to have 20, 30, 40 years of, of subject matter expert industry leadership, um, the Catalyst Award is really recognizing those who are making a catalyst and a pivot within our industry, um, really looking to the future of what our industry and our, and our people need and focusing on how we're going to move forward in um, our opportunities to serve our visitors even better. So I'm super pumped. Um, I know uh, one of the Catalyst Award members, Sina, he will be um, there presenting amazing person, sits on our executive council for Big Break Foundation. So really excited and pumped for, for him. But I'm just super I'm proud to see that this industry is moving in a direction where we can celebrate one another and, and our accomplishments and furthering that from just a project, which I think is great and it's what we're here to do, but really honing in on the people who are making a difference in this industry. And so I'm super pumped. Um, Free will be presenting that at the end of day one. Um, and that kind of brings us into day two, talking about the case studies, Brian. Yeah, so so what's wonderful, so Oscars, people get to kind of see the movies, hear the music of the Grammys, but not everybody gets to travel the world to see attractions. Um, and so what day two, the case studies is really about is a, a small panel on stage with a host who, uh, Monet is one of our hosts. I'm actually the MC for the day, so I kind of guide us through the whole day of, of panelists and attractions. And we've organized them. Um, in the past, they've always been organized by like category, like big theme park attraction, museum attraction, zoos attractions, etc. Um, and Luke from Disney this year is our chair for the day, and he made a brilliant move by reorganizing the day based on themes. So we've put the projects, so we put projects together on stage that typically would never have a chance to have a conversation with each other. And so you'll see um, the categories are like ins inspiration, um, recognition, meaning recognizing people, um, play, surprise, all these kind of big words that kind of group projects together in unusual ways. 
And the point of this is, a couple, there's a couple of points we're trying to get through here for, for the, the attendees. Number one is um, a chance to learn behind the scenes information, knowledge, and how these projects came to be award-winning projects in our industry. Um, and there's different categories. There is, there's, um, there's some categories that are about small budgets. There's some categories about different ca things that they've accomplished. Um, and so it gets a chance for those folks to get on stage together and have a conversation. So each, each group, each attraction, there'll be two on stage at a time on average. They will uh, get a chance to introduce themselves, get a chance to talk about the project. They typically show a lot of, we do a lot more video than we used to back in the day, especially during COVID. We did all this uh, remotely for two years and it was really heavy video based, which was great because it gave us opportunities to see behind the scenes um, of how the rides were created or how they even operate. And even the big operators now are getting more, um, more free with some of the information they're sharing, which is the whole point of the industry to share sort of the, the standards of excellence uh, that everybody strives for because it just makes the industry better and better and better. So, so these panels, uh, they last about 20 minutes each, about an hour block for two, two groups. And then the host uh, will do a cool Q&A session with the group there. They'll have curated some questions. And, and the goal is to sort of get these two um, folks that typically would never talk to each other talking together about the industry as a whole with the backbone of their award project of excellence behind them. Um, because the third day is when we really celebrate the awards, you know, the big ceremony, there's like the Thea comes out, it gets handed to them. Uh, I was looking, to see, I don't have one in here. Um, it's all the office, but yeah, that kind of like moment that happens um, uh, is all on, is all on Saturday. So Friday is really the chance. It's a learning experience, a case study, and they've been doing this for years and it's really very valuable. And there's, there's four or 500 people in the room, um, kind of watching this live. And I think they're recorded also, if you're not a member of TEA, you should definitely become one because I think then you'll get access to the, um, recording sessions after the fact last year, it was all remote. And so you could buy a, a season pass to the thing. Um, this year, um, it'll be live and then it will be shown, um, after the fact on, on TEA. So a good reason to join too, especially any next geners, it's really inexpensive to join TEA. Um, and if you work for a company that is a TEA member, you don't need to join. As long as they paid their membership, everybody that works for that company is a member automatically. So just find out who your um, TEA sponsor or lead contact is in your company, and then just um, pay attention to the website and get access into it. Get, get your login credentials or whatever they need to get in there. Well, I must say, uh, it's very impressive, uh, this whole TEA um, event and all that. But you did invoke the magic word today on the show, COVID. Uh, our buzzer was broken, uh, but we're going to take a quick <laughs> break uh, with our resident doctor. Because <laughs> you said the word COVID. This is what we have to do. Welcome to the show, live via satellite. <laughs> we'll be right back with Brian and Monet. Uh, we have a we have the box. How are you doing? Can you hear us? Oh, maybe there's a bad connection. I thought I did a, a pretty smooth That was pretty great. Yeah, no, I enjoyed that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I think uh, we'll have to come back to Dr. Cochran. I'm not sure he's ready. Yeah, or we can't we, see him. Why don't we uh why don't we I'm trying to see if, if we can get we can okay, we're I think we're ready to go. We've got it fixed. Doctor, there he is. But there's, can you hear me? We yes, can, we I can hear two of me. I don't know why. Oh, we'll take care of that. We can remove the other one. 
Um, no, we'll just leave okay. it like this. You look, you look great. How's it going? It's been a, it's been a while. Going well. Going well. Thank you. No, it's going well. Well, thank you for doing a quick segment with, um, you know, with us. Uh, we were looking to if you could do a COVID update. You gave a very, uh, you know, amazing COVID update about a year ago. Here, you know, I'll just say the numbers look good. Um, restrictions have loosened up quite a bit across, um, you know, Orange County and across the country with the low cases. Um, what should people be doing right now? What's, you know, what's the outlook? And then, you know, that's the main question of the hour. Number one, I just want to say that yeah, um, <clears throat> that the transmission rates have gone down a lot. There's a map that uh, CDC put out yesterday or two days ago that showed like most of the country, aside from like some random area in Montana, and sorry for anybody who may be in that area, um, everywhere else has low transmission rate right, right now, which is great. Um, vaccination rates, I have to go there before I go any further, are still not what I would like for them to be, but um, I'm glad the transmission rates are down. Do I have fear that there could be another uh, surge of some sort? Of course I do, um, but I'm glad that right now things are okay, and I hope that we stay this way. I hope that we don't go back to having another Delta or Omicron surge. So things are looking good now. That's great to hear. Uh, I, mean, there's, I mean, I'm looking at the data you know, in at least Florida, it looks like we're we're at the bottom of the drop. If it was a roller coaster, right? Yeah, same here in Los Angeles. And there's only uh, 1,100 cases, new new cases reported last week. So that's you know, yeah, we're we're on a big downward trend here as well. We we are on a big downward, and it's and I just hope that it stays that way. Um, I know that you know it, this is one of the scenarios where people always ask, you know, where do we think things are going to go? Look, I don't, to be honest with you, all I can say is right now, things look good for us. I'm hoping that we stay on this downward trend and we kind of like stay where we need to be. As you all know, though, right when everybody really started getting vaccinated, like May, June, we saw a big drop off. And then in August, September, October, we had the Delta surge. So uh, Omicron has been December, January, so it's been a couple of months and I'm hoping that we don't have another surge. Yeah, and if you are 50 or over, get that second booster. Or, you know, anybody who has a Johnson & Johnson uh, vaccine, go ahead and get another Johnson & Johnson booster as well. Yeah, that's, that's a great kind of a question there, right, uh, doctor? Uh, you know, uh, to, to make it about me, November, I got a, I got the vaccine, uh, the booster, right? So should people be thinking about getting boosters? Any top-line information you can provide about that um, would, be, would be great. Yeah, I, I'm just going to say point blank, and I know some people don't want to hear this, but defer to the CDC. They say that if you're in the age group where you can get vaccinated, we can get the booster, get it. Like the, the whole, you know, I was when I was on the show before, I think I spoke a lot about being a primary care physician and the focus on preventative medicine, which is not appreciated as much as I would like. It's, it's one of those things where, you know, if something's not wrong, why fix it? But that's the point. Get the vaccine before something becomes wrong. So I'm hoping... Uh, when they announce the fourth booster or the second booster, fourth vaccine for folks who have gotten the Moderna and Pfizer and then for the Johnson and Johnson, their second and or third, kind of depending on what you've done with the your trajectory, uh, to go ahead and get it, not to wait until there's a surge. Because I've shared stories on here before, um, you know, people in the hospital when they came in, they wanted to be vaccinated. And we know that, that by that point, it doesn't, the vaccine doesn't work like that. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I was fully vaccinated and I got COVID in January, you know, uh, and, you know, if I ha- hadn't been vaccinated, I would have been very sick. Otherwise, I just had a few really bad days and a couple of not not great weeks. Yeah. yeah well, the thing that I have to share any chance I can get is that the vaccine, if you listen to the people who made the vaccine and, and the, the experts in the field, nobody said that you couldn't get COVID. What was really stated, the bottom line was the likelihood of you being hospitalized was very, 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 very low. So when people argue with me about, well, we, how am I getting COVID? And, I, and you know, how are people with the vaccine getting COVID? It's not necessarily like um, maybe the MMR vaccine where you won't get measles, mumps, or rubella. It's more along the lines of the flu vaccine where you get the flu vaccine and you can still get the flu, but the likelihood of you having major complications from it are very slim to none. Yeah, and I'll yeah. take it. And I did. And I was very appreciative. You know, I mean, I, I could have gotten very sick, but in, in, like I said, I just had a few bad days. Yep. Well, doctor... Thank you so much for coming on. We're going to give you the final word on COVID, and then we'll let you go. What is the final word today? Final word on COVID is just follow the recommendations. And if we have to take a couple steps back to protect ourselves, I think that it's worth it. Because as you can see, as we've gone along, we're getting more and more time getting back to the quote-unquote normal. And with that being said, normal, I want to say let's make it a new normal. Because the old Mm. normal, I don't want to go back to. Because there are a lot of things that... COVID did do that I think exposed maybe some things that weren't the best in our society. So let's try to be better than we were before COVID happened. So thank you for having me all on today. Thank you, thank you Dr. Cochran. Thank you for your service uh, comments in this comment section. Thank you, Isaiah, for coming on and all your work keeping us healthy and happy. All right. Thanks, Isaiah. We're going to get back to the TEA. do 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 Brian, that's what happens when you said the magic word, COVID. <laughs> Is it really magical? I didn't. Oh, Super it's, magical. It's wonderful. Is it magical? Right. No, but uh, uh, this is the kind of content you get, folks. Straight from the source. That's how you got to get it. Loved it. Um, but it's also good to know, right? Um, it's kind of a perfect question. How do we get back to the new normal? Or should we not do that, right? Um, I, I'd love to hear you, your, your, both your thoughts on that. Well, personally, I mean, I've, I've been vaccinated. I've been boosted. Um, I'm, I follow the CDC when they tell me to wear the mask, wear the mask. If I'm feeling symptoms, I put myself in quarantine. As Patrick knows, we are close friends. And there was a couple months we didn't see each other because I wasn't feeling well. Um, just staying away from people and keeping my distance and keeping my germs to myself. Um as far as as events, um, that's a little of a loaded question for me, uh, because in my previous role, I was doing events as of June 2020, I was doing 100 person weddings. So um, I've been to events, I've been, um, I've traveled, uh, but I've done so uh, with precaution. Sure. Any, any metaphorical way to answer that question from uh, Brian? <laughs> I, I don't have any metaphors today for you. Okay. But I'll tell you. I'll, I'll, I will. I, I will tell you this. Um, I, I think the um, 
we have seen in, in my design business, we have seen, which does evolve theme park attractions and temporary seasonal attractions. Uh, we have um, seen some changes in, from the client side on design um, methodology. Typically a lot of back in, in the seasonal category, a lot of backup plans are developed in the base design in case something does occur. Um, and we see words and thinking that didn't happen before. We're kind of like, you know, it was like the it was the gilded age of theme parks before COVID, and I think we're about to go into like a platinum age again here in about a year and a half or so. But like, you know, everybody's we're getting back at it, but we're getting at it differently. And I think um, outside of just COVID, there was a lot of other. Um, we're gonna go a little deeper here than TEA for a second. There was a lot of uh, deeper um, social. Uh, changes that were happening um, at the same time uh, where we were all separated and experiencing them together. And then um, when we all came back, we all had different experiences around these social movements and social change that needed to happen. And that as well has been adopted and adapted and included into design, not at the level it needs to be at quite yet, but it's getting there. And that, that relates to like designing for all people and all all backgrounds and all types at all times, um, sort of how we, I talk about it in our studio. So, so coming out of this, terrible things occurred. However, some inner inner reflection and time to think um, has really allowed some change to take root in the design industry, which I find refreshing and certainly something I have passion about um, as a gay-owned business, um, keeping, keeping highly diverse, um, team members that represent like our, our clients, our guests mm-hmm. is very important. And I think mission critical to the future of, of, of the industry, frankly, um, as minorities stop becoming minorities. You know, no, was- absolutely. And even just from the data, I, I have to, I like, I have a girl crush on PGAV destinations and, and their destinology log and then their voice of a visitor, a report that they put out every year. But this year, they were really intentional to not only cover COVID, but the perspective of the visitor more than ever. And you are absolutely right, Brian. The demand is higher than ever for experiences. Um, even venture capital firms are investing, moving their money away from products more towards experiences because that's where the data is showing. And that we aren't designing for everyone um, and those gaps. And given an opportunity to stop, pause, reflect, gave a way to a lot of change that's going to be happening in this new platinum era that's coming. So I'm, I'm excited for it. Yeah. And you, and you see it back to the TEA, you're, you're already seeing it. Um, it, It's happening and we're representing a wider audience now, even at this event coming up in two weeks over at Disneyland for the Thea's. Um, celebrating excellence. We're celebrating excellence in all people. Mm-hmm. Uh, a great way to kind of think of it. So, oh, Monet, that might just be my theme for day two. <laughs> excellent. <laughs> yeah, I was just on the phone with Lindsay, who's the pres- the new president of TEA uh, out in California. And I was like, yeah, I haven't really got the my story thread like, completely nailed down yet. I think I just came up with it. I'm going to write that down real quick. That was good. Oh, there you go. Um, write it down. It's documented forever. Yes. <laughs> I could just watch this back live, right? Yeah. Or yeah. <laughs> there was only a thing that would allow you to do that. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just write it down. <laughs> so, so no, but I, how about day two? 
Yeah. So, well, I talked a little bit about day two, which is the case studies, um, yeah. which is really the sell, the back of house, kind of the the getting into the meat and potatoes of each of the attractions. So, for theme park fans, it's really like it's a day of eye candy um, and crack. Um, in, and it, it takes a lot to kind of you know I've seen a lot of things, and and I even um, I get it, I did Galaxy's Edge award last year, and it was just like and and the Union Station won an award for their their aquarium and I their lobby experience and just learning. There's things in there that I learned that I didn't know, um, and so it's useful for everybody, just not like new theme park fans or or it's it's really for old theme park designers. And I think it's a, a chance to um, kind of get a behind the curtain look that you typically would never have an opportunity to do so. So, um, and, and then we have like a little secret too. Um, Cause you know, Saturday is the big party. So everybody spends all day long getting ready for this big gala that starts at like five at the, at the ball, magic kingdom ballroom there on property. Um, but the, the secret T is from TEA is it's a very social organization for those that have been at any of these events, you know, uh, but also it is a very networky organization. So if you want to, if you're local and or nearby, and you want to catch a glimpse of some of the 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 leaders and the newcomers and the and the and the all the people uh, that are going to be hovering around the resort property for the weekend, pop over like around four and five. Like the Trader Sam's gets busy. There's a lot of people sitting not inside but outside on the patio drinking and socializing in little circles and groups and talking and everyone's very welcoming. Um, and so I often find myself around that big fireplace outside of Trader Sam's on the, at the, at the base of the stairs, like just sitting there and, and like around a group from all different backgrounds and all different types of experiences and all different age categories and et cetera. And it, it's a really great chance to sort of non-formally have a mixer, uh, but it happens every night, uh, Thursday, Friday, night not sat and saturday it happens again but it's like real late at night like 11 o'clock at night um after the gala wraps up but it's a real messy one because everyone's dressed up and <laughs> drinking for 24 hours but uh but that's the tea if you want to like get some get some uh chance to meet some folks it's a great way to do it you know it's, it's just at the resort so you'll find them all there they're in downtown disney as well yeah a lot of having social hours at downtown disney I, th I think the best lubricated networking happens uh, at trader sam's and the hearthstone after the gala on saturday night yeah, that is. Uh... I go to bed. I am such a. I am so done. Like, and, and what? Because I'm an East Coaster, so I do like the 9 a.m. flight out of LAX to get home on Sunday. Mm -hmm. So I'm like always like early bed. This year, we're we're my team, my company, we're staying over an extra day so we can we can go a little later. We're gonna go to the parks on Sunday because um, there's some obviously some new attractions that we haven't seen in years out there. So um, so yeah, so I can go. Maybe I'll make it. <laughs> well, no, I'm super pumped for day two. So that's when I will be presenting. And my panel, specifically culture recognition, um, has been incredible just from the little behind the scenes that I've gotten thus far and, and chatting with the representatives for the award. Um, I will be presenting on uh Road to Freedom, which is a reenactment live spectacular that was out of um, Belgium to to commemorate the 75th anniversary for the Blunge uh, battle, which is one of the most significant battles in American history, the most expensive as well. 
but the dedication that they put for this spectacular to commemorate the 75th anniversary, it was two showings, 30,000 people, all these different obstacles that they had to go through to bring it on, um, to put it on it, it, for such a short turnaround time. They had to clean up everything within eight hours to continue on with the celebration and the festival that they had in the following days. And I just thought it was absolutely incredible. Uh, the attention to detail, the storylines that they'll go into at the, the case studies and the semblance between each story was absolutely beautiful. And some of it I picked up on originally when looking at the pieces and doing research, but then after having conversations further, really having a better understanding of the point of view uh, that Luc Petit, who's the creative director, put together for this project. And absolutely incredible. And then other work that they're doing as well in regards to sharing history to make sure that we don't repeat itself. And it's so relevant, especially with everything that's going on in the world uh, right now, um, to live our history, know our history so that we don't relive it. And then flipping to the other end, um, literally of the world, uh, the other panel that, who else will be joining us on the panel will be um, the Indigenous Peoples Experience out of Edmonton, uh, Canada. And that experience, it honestly is unlike anything I've ever seen before. Um, going through the First Nations tribe that's there and their experience of coming of age within that tribe and community and the different celebrations revolving around the different calendar year and the equinox and how it represents their story, their culture, um, and their, the overall success and knowledge that their elders have passed on. Um, and you get to walk through that experience um, and they had over 30 different uh, tribe members and experts and cultural researchers come together for this experience. And it, the, the thing that I miss out the most is that I'm not experiencing these things in person. If anything, it's giving me more of a drive. So I can't wait to see the other case studies, um, but just that behind the scenes aspect, because it's so much more than just the experience um, that you end up experiencing. It's everything that goes into it and the people that that put themselves into it for the guests. I, I literally can't wait. I'm on pins and needles. <laughs> yeah, and, and what's important, what, what I just described was like people think, oh, theme park awards, it's rides. It's a much wider industry than theme park attractions. Um, all these location-based entertainment, educational experiences all fall in the same, this big themed entertainment bucket, if you will, of experiences, which is the, the new, as, as alluded to, is the new currency of, of capitalism. Um, and you see that through many organizations and Meow Wolf and whoever, everyone's expanding and getting into this business. So, so it's really exciting. And then the museum category is very compelling. And I thought I would just kind of maybe talk about, just, I won't talk about the projects, but kind of list them just to give these excellent winners like their chance, uh, that to you know, share a little bit of the light here. Um, so we have like uh, the Elephant Springs project uh, is winning from the Fort Worth, Texas Zoo. Um, Singapore Night Safari, which is one of my favorite attractions in the world, um, is also winning an award for the, it's an amazing experience all done at night. 
Um, so you get to see the animals only at night. It's, it's super genius. Um, some other ones here, um, Jennifer Brown from um, Lionsgate is gonna be hosting a panel and her panel includes um, this really unusual project. It's in the education category from Garner Holt. They built an education through imagination um, experience for kids to not just learn how to make animatronics, but really learn how to make anything from their imagination. It's super interesting and compelling. Um, and then she's also hosting uh, Weta Workshop, which is the group from New Zealand. Folks will know their work from all over the world, but they built their own location-based in, um, entertainment experience in Auckland um, called Weta Unleashed. Uh, which is a great project um, and Richard Taylor himself will be here and Rick Athorn, uh, who's a good friend of mine will also be there from Weta Workshop. They're cool, cool guys. They're gonna have a lot of interesting things to say about the industry um, and they opened their attraction in the pandemic uh, in New Zealand, which was pretty strict. Wow. One of the strictest countries around wow. it and it did great. Um, and then Monet just described hers. So I won't go over those again. And then um, after our lunch, we get into the play category. So Chris Lang uh, used to be from Mock Team at Europa Park. He has his own design studio in Berlin now. He's coming over to host a panel, um, which includes Level 99, which as others have described it to me, is the, the, the thing that everybody wants to do but never figured out what they did. So it's a multiplayer room location experience with puzzles, physical activity, gameplay, various story threads, and various endings. And it's really lovely, but it wasn't built at like a lavish budget either. It was kind of in that FEC category, but it's really, really really well done. Um, so it's a little breakthrough for the industry, I think, uh, from budget standpoint, and also experience standpoint. And then the Secret Life of Pets, they won over there at good old Universal Hollywood. So they'll be there as well. And then um, last is, um, I'm going to say all the words wrong because it's um, it's from Norway. Um, the Redor Falgens hyper, like, I got to learn how to say this before, before the before the before the event but also <laughs> another great very small project from norway though so very international as you could imagine and then last up we have sean mccoy from jra is going to be presenting uh, and hosting and he's doing um boom which is a remodel of an old mine turned into a museum slash experience about the uh, it's up in canada up in uh, british columbia and it's really really cool and then, uh, where's the last one for him? There we go. Oh, Symphony, which is a virtual journey through the orchestra, through the instruments themselves, which comes from Barcelona, Spain. And it's a VR experience. Really, really intriguing. Also, all these things open during the pandemic, which is really incredible. And then last is Luke um, uh, from Disney. And he's, he's doing the impossible segment, uh, which is great, which are the things that shouldn't be possible. Here's all the theme park gravy and crack for everybody. Uh, it starts with the Spider-Man Stumptronics technology. Well, the Stumptronics technology from Imagineering, which is used at the Adventures Campus and in Disney in a, in a California Adventure. And then, of course, there is the um, uh, Had to Win Double Award Mario Kart Ride itself one with the AR technology. And then Land. Uh, there's always a Land that wins. Of course, it went to Super Nintendo World over in Osaka. So. Great, great lineup of, of award winners this year, worldwide, which is typical, wide breadth of, of categories from night safaris to Nintendo World and everything in between. And then like a flying robot, uh, can't beat that. They <laughs> because that's kind of badass. Um, and, uh, but that, that's the group. So anything else, um, Andy, Patrick? Well, you know, 
um, at the in the lobby of the of the Thea Awards on Saturday, there's going to be a little Imagination Lab setup as well, so you can get a a, a little look at what uh, what the kids get to experience when they go to the Imagination Lab. It's going to be really it's cool. Not, see, we all come to learn. It's a big. <laughs> It won't matter. I'll be like four wines in. It'll be great. My, well, the, you know, day two. The, the day two is is one of my favorite events in the entire industry. Um, I I haven't been in a long time because I I've been a part of the production team for the theaters. So like I I'm in rehearsals all day Friday. So unfortunately, I don't get to. Sometimes I get to sneak in and watch one or two. But like um, when I was going regularly um, before. 2015 roughly when i started working on the show regularly um i would go every year and just it's so fascinating it's such an i mean it's such an incredibly invaluable look under the hood of the industry and to what really it what it really takes to um design and create and operate these attractions these award-winning attractions and what makes them award-winning attractions like what innovation what new technology or what you know new step creatively people have taken you know to to create these incredible experiences and like you said it's not just theme parks and roller coasters and theme park rides it's museums it's zoos it's you know one-off experiences and and ephemeral experiences even um it's just so great. I think I couldn't, I can't recommend it enough. You know, it's worth whatever they're charging to go, especially for young people trying to get into the industry or not so young people trying to get into the industry. I think that uh, that's a really great place to start. You know, it's one of those things where, you know, you can't read about it in a book. You, you have to be there in person. You can ask questions and get answers. And, you know, it's really an incredible experience. Yeah. Well, I, I, you know, we're getting towards the end of the show here. Um, Brian and Monet, a final thoughts. Why should people come? Or any way you want to interpret that? I mean, I'm, I'm excited. Maybe I should come back on for like a, a little check-in afterwards and share my first-time experience. But just from the knowledge that I've gotten um, from interviewing my panelists, I can't agree more with Andy, especially for emerging professionals or people trying to find their big break in this industry. Um, having the opportunity to be able to see and hear and experience that, I think will be huge. Um, and even for those who may not know about this industry yet, all the work and the detail and the, the dedication and passion that goes into projects, yes, money is tied into all this, but taking that aside, you know, really focusing on the different types of experiences that people want, I think is going to be pivotal. And I, I would love to see this shared more with the, with not only the industry, but outside the industry to help create drive for future professionals. Yeah. And I think um, outside of celebrating all these excellent award winners in our industry, just take a look and you can look at, it's on the, TEA website. You can you go to Thea's. You can read all the nominees for this year and past years. Um, two things that two things I think are very important um, is that everybody gets credit if you worked on the project. So every, even though there's like a couple people on stage, the project is really what is winning. But also the credits of each attraction are listed, kind of like you like a movie. Um, so it's an important moment to sort of recognize all people that worked on all the projects um, because it, they're quite large teams, as you could imagine. I think Disney broke the record with Galaxy's Edge last year with the 
four pages of credits or five, whatever it was, enormous. It was the biggest one ever done. It was the biggest one ever done. Also a very large project. Um, and secondly, um, to kind of echo what Monet had said, um, you know, if you're if you're wanting if you're passionate about this category of entertainment, which is really what this is, and storytelling, um, it, just look at the award winners and, or watch or come and see and, and learn that your path into the into the industry doesn't have to be through a certain way. So you may find out that it's not through uh, rides and attractions. It might be through cruise ships. It might be through shows. It might be through museums. Could my path was through zoos? I went from zoos to SeaWorld to what I'm doing now. So your path doesn't have to have this this clear scripted journey. Um, you can see all these great people building all these great things, inspiring all these guests around the world in all different mediums. And you just get to pick which medium you want to go play with. And there's a lot of them out there. A lot of. Them. Well, great. Well, um, thank you to so much for joining. And I got to say, uh, Mr. Brian Morrow, you are a very early, early supporter of, of what is now known as TETV. So appreciate that and all of your industry mentorship and leadership. Monet, thank you so much for sharing your experience. We have to have you back to hear the wrap up. Uh, we'll do I think a show that's a great idea. Yeah, likely right after that. Uh, Brian, maybe we get just like a, get a, a quick uh, video with you of your perception and uh, we can showcase it. You don't have to come on. For a whole show. No, we, we have to come on and talk about what everybody was wearing. Hello. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, Brian, I have to give you a call later so that we can coordinate a little bit more. <laughs> Fabulous. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, to find more information about the TEA, uh, it's tea-connect.org, I believe. Uh, themed experience or themed entertainment association. Uh, find out more there. You know, obviously there's a lot of ties here between us and them. Great. Great people and organizations to be involved with. Uh, thanks so much, everybody, for joining. And we'll see you guys. I'll see you guys in a few weeks at the show. Oh, at the show, Andy. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you so much. Bye.